What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From Ripley to Rosemark. It's U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. WKBQ, Covington. Red Roof welcomes active military and veterans home for the holidays with a 20% discount. Red Roof supports our troops and our veterans, and as a thank you for your service, they're offering the Home for the Holidays military discount for active duty military and veterans. From now through the end of the year, all active duty and veterans can enjoy 20% off the best scheduled available rate for stays reserved November 1st through February 28th, 2019 when using VP number 623095. For more information, go to redroof.com. The Home for the Holidays rate is only available when you book on Online at redroof.com or by calling 800 Red Roof. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, but we're not on 93.5 FM tonight. Memphis Tigers have a basketball game, so it's the online only edition, but we're still brought to you by U.S. 51 Country. Election night, I voted in case you didn't see it. Everybody wears the stickers. Hey, look at it this way. I was saying this earlier. At least nobody's going to be on your case now about making sure you vote. Make sure you go out and vote. Right. Make sure you vote. It's your voice. And, and what they really mean, see, what gets on my nerves about that is what the people that say that really mean is vote for my guy or my, my gal. Right. right. You know, vote for That's my exactly person. Yeah. No, you know, they don't mean just go out there and vote your conscience or, yeah. or let your voice be heard. They just want you to repeat their voice out there at the polls so uh you know the get out the vote stuff it's important it just wears on me after a while it is important to vote and it's a you know it's a right that we have that that not every country has but actually most every country has it now i think was it 200 and something countries i i want to say i want to say 60 percent probably vote of countries probably have some sort of democracy in place is that true i can't yeah something like that i, I don't know so. but it is unique and 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 you should go vote but i do get tired of people I, I, not like normal people but i get tired of 
people on TV or, or radio or whatever right. uh, saying, you know, this is so important. Our government hangs in the balance. Right. Every year they tell you right. that the, 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 the fate of the free explode. world, yeah, <laughs> the fate of the free world is in your hands. Right. This is, and, and if you've ever noticed, and I, I bet that you can even go on YouTube and look this up uh, for at least, I don't know how many previous elections, but there has been numerous, there have been numerous TV ads over the years uh, for every single election that tells you this is the most important election of our lifetime. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing that since like Bill Clinton and every election that comes up, they say, this is the most important election of our lifetime. They can't all be the most important elections of our lifetime. I mean, they really can't. Right. So, I, I don't know. I just get tired of all that, and I, I hope that we can have some degree of normalcy return to society right. maybe after this is stupid ads said and done. Yeah. Interrupting my football games and stuff. But I did go vote. I, I, I did go vote uh, in uh, my town. And, uh, you know, if you haven't voted yet, you've got, I don't know, like uh, 45, uh, about you got, an hour. Yeah, you got about an hour to go vote. Uh, in your so, precinct, don't just show up to any Yeah, <laughs> You can't show up just anywhere, but you go to your precinct, vote at your precinct if you haven't yet. A lot of people early voted up like 175%. I don't, I, I don't, uh, it sounds stupid, but like uh, to a lot of people I know, but I just don't like the concept of early voting. I like having election day, and that's the day you vote on election day. I don't like this idea of like it just takes to me it takes away from the importance of election day when you have a whole month that you can just go vote right I, and i don't know i just like the idea of voting to me it seems more patriotic to vote on election day rather than uh early voting that's just me i know a lot of you early voted it's up huge numbers this time uh, I don't think it's necessarily an indicator, though, of like how many people are. They say, oh, well, you know, uh, early voting is doubled. So uh, 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 the turnout this year is going to be better than ever. I, I think it's a lot of the same people that would have voted on Election Day that just voted early. I don't think I don't think that it's going to increase voter turnout that much just because a lot of people voted early. I think a lot of people just decided to vote early. Just they want to get it out of the way, get it over with. So. It's it's all done now. Good, about forty five minutes. It'll all be done. Then we can watch. Thank it. goodness. Then we can get back to football and what the really important stuff. So. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm uh, no more ads. I can watch football without getting interrupted with stupid ads about somebody not liking somebody or how they're going to destroy. Something Although better. I do understand if you listen to the podcast that you got some uh, you got some of those ads. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Facebook's hey, been annoying we got to keep the lights on around here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I I do understand uh all of that and i understand the reasons for but i'm so glad and i will say that uh i didn't maybe did i notice did i not notice and I, i'm not going to name any specific candidates uh because uh well just because uh you, we can't uh it's like uh we'd be too afraid of breaking some fair time something uh but anyway uh um what i was going to say is the governor's race in this particular state I didn't see that many negative ads. Now, the senators, I saw negative ads. But I didn't really see any, like, attack ads back and forth. And I like that. I like, think they were there. Just when I like the to, national ones took over the... I, yeah, I mean, look, I like to, uh, I like them to say their points and everything. And I don't even mind them pointing out, like, what they think the other person's going to do wrong. But when it gets way in the mud, 
uh, I, I just, uh, you know, and they got sound effects and eerie music and like all this other stuff. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get I just into that. turn the channel or flip to something else anyway. I'm same old stuff over and over. I get so mad. I'll try to watch something on YouTube and every freaking one is the same commercial over and over. Yep. I won't say which one it is, but it's very annoying. It made me where it's like, I know exactly I, the one you're talking yeah, about. We, we can't talk about it because yeah. the polls are still up. But yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't just, even if I could, just because yeah. I don't want to give either one of them any kind but, of credit uh, whatsoever. Yeah, so. it, it, it's. Uh, but anyway, we usually uh, back when we were on from eight to ten, we would have election returns on an election night uh, because we were on on a Tuesday, obviously. So election night always falls during the show. Uh, tonight we won't probably see any returns because uh, we'll be off the air before any of them start to come in. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, that's all we got to say about that, man. We're not a political show. We're a sports show, for crying out right. loud. We had it's entertainment, man. Uh, you know, I'm just a clown with a microphone. I don't, You wouldn't care about my opinions anyway. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go first uh, go to Adam, because I think I just got started without going to you. But Adam, uh, just remind everybody uh, the different ways that they can enjoy the show uh, both during and after. Right. Normally, not 93.5 of him, but because of the Memphis game that's going on, it starts at 7. We're not on there live tonight. But we are live right here on Facebook. You can catch us on, uh, you know, contact us through Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. You can listen to us on an app. You have uh, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio. And also, if you want to call in, it's 901-475-9355. Stitcher, Spotify, we're on all of Any podcast app, just about, we're on. I don't know. Is there a Google podcast app now for Android phones? We may or may not be on there. I, I don't know about that one, but I know that we're I on. That I don't know. I know we're on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, uh, and Spreaker. So uh, if you and iTunes. So if you can't get it one of those ways, eh, well, you know, go to us51country.com, really. Right. And you right. can get it there. It's on all the time there. Uh, all right, uh, let's do the weekly sports update. We call it the rundown. It's a very informal show tonight. I feel free almost because we're not on 93.5. Like, I, 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 for some reason, like, I love being on the radio, but something about this, uh, this is more of a loose format here. I feel more free. Let's do the rundown. The rundown. All right, in college football, Alabama did more than survive their biggest test today. They shut out LSU 29 nothing. College football playoff rankings won't be out until 8 o'clock p.m. tonight because who knows? I don't know. They pushed it back. The Titans got a needed win over the Cowboys last night, 28-14. Marcus Mariota was 21-29 for 240 yards. Two touchdowns. Russ for a third touchdown. Memphis Tigers basketball is playing Tennessee Tech tonight. And Penny Hardaway's first official game as head coach. The action is over on US 51 Country 93.5. FM, you're home of Tiger Hoops. In high school football, Covington beat Melrose 49-6. Munford fell to Henry County 42-14. Tipton Rosemark fell to Grace Baptist 27-0. Millington fell to Ripley 31-21. Fayette Ware fell to Haywood 35-0. Arlington lost to Germantown 51-14. Fayette Academy was on a bye. They will play this Friday. And Covington will also play this Friday. They'll face McNary Central in a rematch on WKBL 1250 AM and the WKBL mobile app. That's the rundown. And uh, that should be an interesting uh, game just to see Covington. But we've already seen him against McNary Central. So if everything goes as it went before, Covington should be fine through another round of the playoffs. Uh, Haywood and Ripley both advance. Uh, Ripley, I don't know how long it's been since Ripley advanced in the playoffs, but uh, I think it's been a little while. So congratulations yeah. to Ripley for advancing the play. Haywood advances every year, but congratulations to Ripley. They've uh, Coach they Cruz, Millington, yeah. Coach Cruz, really done a turnaround job up there. 
I mean, so far, oh, yeah. you know, and, and uh, just really doing good things up there in Ripley. Uh, and, uh, of course, Fayette Academy will play their first playoff game uh, this weekend, uh, so on Friday night. So we will uh, see what happens with that. But those are the only teams in the area left. Haywood, Ripley, Fayette Academy, and Covington, the only teams still left uh, in the playoffs as of right now. And I imagine we'll be uh, – uh, I hope not, but I imagine we'll be whittled down a little more come next week uh so we'll have to see what happens over the weekend with high school football we'll have jeff ireland on in just a little bit to talk high school football and talk about that covington mcnary central game the munford henry county game and uh other just uh general stuff we're getting ready to start high school basketball too uh now the titans like well actually first let's do bama first Uh, so i wanted to talk about the bama lsu game so this was supposed to be now first of all i said uh, that I thought Alabama would win by three scores. And bum, 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 bum. They won by four, actually. But uh, but I, I said I thought they would win by three scores. I didn't think they'd shut them out. That was a surprise. Yeah. But uh, I did think they would win by three scores. And what's significant, though, is that this is this was supposed to be their big test, right? This is right. supposed to be their toughest game. Their next games are uh, yeah, where they got State. Mississippi State, then Citadel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even and know. I hate that they even have that on the screen. I don't. It, it shouldn't even. Let me say this. And I've said, I said this for Memphis, too, so don't think I'm just being some, like, anti-SEC or Alabama or guy or whatever. Uh, I said this when Memphis played their first game of the year. Uh, I don't think that if you are in the bowl subdivision – that you should be able to schedule championship subdivision teams. And I know they say the championship subdivision teams get paid like a million dollars to come do it and whatever. It's a stupid fluff win for the team. There's no right. upside because they don't give you any credit for winning the game uh, at, at in a rankings situation. And if you lose the game, uh, like has happened before, James Madison beating uh, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion beating Virginia Tech, uh, and Appalachian State beating Michigan when they were ranked number five. It really hurts you if you take the loss. So I don't think that you should schedule FCS opponents, period. And I'm not even sure Citadel, I, yeah, I know they're FCS because they wouldn't be allowed to play Division Two, right. period. Because you're not allowed to play down a division, but you are lay, allowed to play FCS. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think you should. Well, Honestly, I, think, I don't think they should. Citadel I, has a some kind of contract with SEC, I'm guessing, because it goes back to like 2000. If everybody remembers, 2004, the Citadel games, what supposedly kept Auburn out of the national title game. Oh, yeah, they yeah, said, yeah. They said, oh, you played Citadel. And that and that's one other reason I don't like Alabama. Play. I mean, yeah, I doubt it's going to affect their playoff hopes. But it's still, and it seems like every year Citadel's on somebody in the SEC schedule, almost every year. It does seem and that way. I don't know how that happened, but they, I mean, it's all and, about and, money anyway. Uh, Coastal Carolina Western. is that team for the ACC. Right. And it, I mean, because you had uh, Louisiana Monroe was a big one for the SEC for a while. Western Kentucky yeah. was. Now Western Kentucky's But Monroe is at least better. FBS. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, Citadel's like one of the anomalies. That, and I think Georgia's look, Southern I don't or Georgia want... State one is – one of them weird. I don't look. Too. I would. I would prefer Alabama not schedule any cupcakes, but uh, I don't really. If it's Louisiana Monroe, that's fair. They're FBS or Citadel. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, last uh, year, I think it was Chattanooga. Yeah, versus Citadel Chattanooga or UT somebody. Chattanooga or UT Martin. Uh, you know, uh, 
I just I don't like it. I don't like the practice of it. And I also think that uh, it wouldn't hurt the SEC to play nine conference games. But what I really think should happen uh, is they there should be uniform rules. So in NCAA, in the bowl subdivision, you have to play X number of conference games, regardless of conference. And right now, uh, you could play eight or nine. Uh, because uh, the the Big 12 plays nine, I think the Big 10 plays nine, then the Pac-12 plays eight, SEC plays eight, and ACC plays eight, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but it, it, it should be the same. It's the same argument I make for baseball all the time. I say, uh, baseball, why are some parks bigger than other parks and some some back walls taller than other back walls in baseball? Can we not all play by the same rules? I mean, that, to me, that just makes sense. But maybe it makes too much sense for them. Uh, anyway, back to Bama, though. Uh, what, so I got off of the topic there. But the question about Alabama is, who can beat them? And now, I mean, so you see LSU. They're supposed to be the big test. I don't know. The only team I see, and you and I talked about this before, Clemson, who just put up 77 points this weekend, uh, Clemson – has got a defense that is on par with LSU. And the LSU defense in the first half, uh, well, really throughout the game, I mean, they limited, in my mind, they limited the Alabama offense about as much as you're going to. Like, you're you're pretty much not going to, they're going to score once a quarter at least. So I, I think it was a pretty good job by their defense. They just didn't pay it off on offense. Clemson can pay it off on offense, so they could keep it close with Alabama. Outside of Clemson, though, I can't see it. I don't see a team being competitive. And there are teams that are good out there. There are teams that are great. Notre Dame is good. I've said it all year. Notre Dame has got a good team this year. They're, uh, they can't. They can't get close to Alabama. They they wouldn't. They would lose by three scores to Alabama. It'd be exactly like the LSU game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think Notre Dame. I mean, and they could get exposed before the champ. I mean, before the playoffs, but. It's yet to be seen because Syracuse is pretty tough. But, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to fumble into the playoff with undefeated because I'm just wondering. I'm curious how the committee is going to look at them and go, okay, you're 12-0, and 0, but you don't play any kind of conference championship. You don't have any – you don't have that 13th game. But being undefeated, everybody else below is lost, so that, that's going to give – but what about a – you're 12-0, and 0, but what about a 12-1 and 1 team? If there's two 12-1 teams that seem more deserving, but – I mean, it's just the fact that Notre Dame's going to get in there. But I agree with that. I, I don't think Notre Dame – I think Clemson really is the only possibility. Some people think Georgia – I think Georgia's going to give them a better game than LSU just because it's Georgia and it's Kirby. But I still think same result. Uh, it's going to be in Atlanta, which Alabama pretty much dominates in Atlanta. They they don't lose games there. If it was in the Sugar Bowl, I'd be a little worried. For some reason, Louisiana, they don't seem to play How well. How come people call Kirby smart by his first name? But they don't do that. It's not like people when people are talking yeah, about Nick Saban, they don't say Smart. Nick. Yeah, I, it's because they've always they don't called say, well, him that. Well, you know, it's got Nick over here. Yeah, they've always That's, called him. Says that. I think it's from some his time in Alabama. They always, even some of the media, referred to him as Coach Kirby. 
and I don't know why that is. And it, but it, there are some that I do hear calling Coach Smart, but I think it's just because it sounds funny calling him Coach even, Smart. Even like in the media, most of the time when you hear it, you never hear like uh, Smart by itself. They'll say Kirby Smart. Right, right. Or they'll call him Kirby. Or they'll just call him Kirby Smart without calling him Coach at all. It's just, yeah, they'll, it, say it, Coach, it's, uh, they'll say Kirby Smart. From yeah, Alabama. it's a strange thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I was just thinking about it like, because nobody says, people might say Nick Saban. Nobody says Nick. Nah, very few. I've heard nobody a few, calls Belichick like Bill. Right now, I don't ever hear unless they call him Bill Belichick. You know, they don't really. Yeah, but they don't say him. Bill. Right. Well, I've this heard is him what call Bill does well over Nick here. Saban, Nicky though. I have heard him call him that, but I think it was more in a joking tone when they're oh. messing around. But it's uh, that's just the way it is sometimes. I was thinking about a Adam Sandler movie there for a minute. Right. Yeah, a All, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. On Adam and Chad, we'll have Jeff Ireland on with us, and we'll talk Titans uh, a little later on in the show. Hi, this is Lynn Lane. We've got some great things going on at Lane Flooring. We have finished our renovations and are proud to say we now have the nicest showroom in West Tennessee. Our warehouse is stocked with laminate, hardwood, carpet, and vinyl. If you're looking for cash and carry, then Lane Flooring is your answer. Stop by and shop with us for out-the-door savings or save with us the old-fashioned way and let us help you choose the perfect flooring with expert installation. We are friendly, knowledgeable, affordable, and locally owned. Check us out at 365 Highway 51 in Ripley or give me a call at 731-635-7081. Thank you. Hey, are you serious? I like a good laugh. I beg you do too. Which is why I say, if all those insurance companies want to spend a gazillion dollars on funny TV ads, go right ahead. As long as it's not my money that's paying for it. Here's how you get seriously good auto, home, business, or life insurance. Go to Erie Insurance. With Erie, a great price is just the start. You get unbelievable service, independent agents you can really trust, and superior products like Erie Rate Lock. You hear that? Rate Lock. Name says it all. For car insurance, it can't be beat. But hey, don't just take it from me. See for yourself why more than 90% of Erie customers stay with them year after year after year. Seriously. Here's a great agent to contact. Your Erie agent in Ripley and Halls is SN Anthony. Get a quote at 731-635-9441 or visit snanthonyinc.com. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Uh, on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. Join now, as we are at this time every week, by the sports editor for the leader and the Collierville Herald. His name is Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. How's everybody doing? We are great. We are great tonight uh, here on the show and glad to be talking to you uh, for you, for teams you cover. How many teams do you have left in the playoffs for teams you cover? Because you cover some teams we don't uh, down right. around Collierville. Oh, gosh. Let me think. 
<laughs> well, obviously Covington, that's one. And then, um, see, Briarcrest. Uh, man, you know, I'm not even sure. If, I think I think UCS in St. George's one, but you know what? I'm not even sure. I've been so busy today messing with election stuff and sports around here. I haven't even checked. So, gosh, I, I think they're both. I think they're both still alive, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So that would be, I think that would be like three. I know uh, Carnival lost. They got beat pretty bad by Whitehaven. So uh, I think three. Well, we we've got three here uh, in our listening area, of course. So we've got uh, Covington, and then uh, Hall. I mean, not Halls, Ripley, and uh, Haywood is what I was trying to say. Haywood. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ripley advancing, I think, is uh, you know probably maybe. I, I mean, it was a it was a Ripley Millington thing, so we would have had somebody left anyway. But I, I'm not sure people expected it to be Ripley coming out of that game. Uh, so I, I did good job by Coach Cruz up there. Yeah, it's, I'm glad to see Ripley. You know, getting getting back on the right track because they've struggled for a while, and you know they've gone up and down over the years. It seems like it's been a while since they've been good. And, it's nice to see them good. They're, you know, they're a big rivalry of Covington over the years, and it's good to see them. Right. Good to see them on the right track. I mean, I see them play uh, Covington again. Maybe they could get worked out when they reshuffle everything. I think they do it after. I think they do it after this year. I think I, f- I forget how that works, but yeah, that's the team I've seen play a lot. They have a really serious well, they, fan base up there. They played really them. They played them this year. Did they? <laughs> yeah. I remember. Did they really? <laughs> wow. They, they played them in Ripley. <laughs> wow, that's that's funny. I'm the sports editor. I should have known that. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> uh, uh, well, Covington's undefeated, so you hey, do the math. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I'll say I meant. I uh, meant I wish they'd get back in the same region with them where it would be, you know, like a, a region rivalry. Right, Let's just right, say that's yeah. what I meant to say. Let's yeah, okay. We'll buy, I'll buy that. Yeah. I can buy that. Sure, why not? Yeah. It's election night. You know, people like to stretch <laughs> the truth and lie, so we'll just are you, we'll go with that. By the way, on election night, you are usually reporting from a precinct. Are you doing that tonight? I am on my way right now to the Tipton County Election Commission. You know, the polls closed at 7, so uh, I, it's earlier today I drove around to about four precincts and um, talk, taking pictures and that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm about to camp out at the uh, Election Commission. I'm s- on my way right now. I saw one of the smartest business moves I've ever seen at the polling place today because as I was leaving the polling place, and you know how, like, the candidates all have the tents set up and everything – uh, right at the 150 mark or whatever it is that they have to stay away. And uh, so uh, coming into the parking lot as I was leaving was the ice cream man. And I thought that is, that's got to be the smartest business move of the day right there. <laughs> yeah. Too bad it wasn't a little bit hotter, but um, it was a nice day. But it was, it was sunny. So, yeah, I bet he probably did some business. That was yeah. definitely a smart move. And I, I looked it up, uh, Jeff. Uh, Briarcrest, Christian Brothers, and St. George's are all still in, alive. What about ECS? That was the one I was kind of curious about. Is, that's the one. I could, oh, uh, they are. Yeah, they're still alive. They beat Lipscomb Academy 29-13. So. Okay, yeah, so I've got there ECS. Too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I cover ECS and St. George's. So I've got ECS, St. George's, Briarcrest, and Covington, I believe. Is, is all I got left. So uh, St. George's probably won't last too much longer. They've got to play <laughs> undefeated CPA. Um, yeah, I think does some. I think you. I think ECS plays Los Angeles. Los Angeles, they do. Yeah, they so, play yeah, them. That yeah. will. That will be it for ECS. Yeah. I can definitively say that. Yeah. MUS and, is uh, still in too. Okay. Yeah, they're strong. I mean, Briarcrest plays. Uh, 
Oh, gosh, somebody that's really, really good, too. I, 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 Montgomery Bell, I think, NBA. Yeah, they play NBA. Oh, so yeah, they're a perennial. There's a, yeah, there's a strong chance after this Friday I will, I will have one team to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but just in speaking, time to start worrying about 50 basketball teams, but I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> speaking of that one team, uh, that, which is Covington, they'll take on McNary Central tonight. Uh, this one, I'm sorry, not tonight. They'll take them on Friday night. And uh, they will – it'll be a rematch. They've already played them once uh, this year. They beat them with no problem. Uh, and so if everybody keeps their head on straight and they give the same effort and preparation into this game that they gave into the last one, there's no reason to expect a different result. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, you know how it is. Uh, I say the more I talk to coaches and hang around coaches, the more I find myself talking like them. You know, I start saying, <laughs> "Well, you never know." <laughs> never I mean, know. you know, it, yeah. it, they're in that you know they're in that region, and you know they were competitive with like South Gibson and Milan this year, as as you know, who Covington would play next, and they Covington games were competitive with both of those teams, so they're really in that same realm. You know, those other two teams. So I mean. You know, it's not going to be a you know. I wouldn't bet my you know mortgage payment on it or anything, but you would think they they'd handle that. But gosh, you know, I hate to go on a limb and predict it be out. But they'll be a heavy favorite. Let's put it that way. Well, they got. Um... What do you think the line will be on that one? The line on that game, let's say, coming to, I'd put it about, I'd say uh, about fourteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. 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 fourteen, sixteen points. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, somewhere, they somewhere got, I'm sure they'll be rooting for Milan this weekend because Milan's playing South Gibson, and they yeah. they, they handled Milan fine, but South Gibson gave them a little bit of a scare. So right, I'm sure yeah, be all, everybody will be rooting for Milan to, to win that game. And then it's looking kind of scary in the top end of the bracket. I don't know if you saw Pearl Cone and uh, Alcoa what they did to their yeah, you know yeah. Don't tell Coach Wheeler. Hopefully he's not listening right now. But <laughs> yeah, I, I can't help. <laughs> You know, we know all about Alcoa. I looked at Pearl Cone. I was just kind of curious. You know, I was like, is it going to be a walkthrough for them to the semifinals? And it 100% is. I looked at who it they're is. playing, and they have some common opponents and things, and that's ridiculous. Their, their region is, like, really weak. I mean, they're going to 100% be in the semifinals. And, you know, hopefully Covington will be there be there with them. Yeah, so that'll yeah. be I – mean, that's, that's a game sometimes people forget about after the Alcoa game. But, I mean, that was a game that Covington, you know, pulled out. Not exactly a miracle, but, I mean, it was a really impressive – Come back right. and could have gone either way. So I mean, that's you know, there's definitely that would be like a fifty-fifty proposition. You know, yeah. I would say if that if they get to that game. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, Coach right. Wheeler. We got we got McNary <laughs> and Myers for South Gibson. It won't be it like the Melrose that, game. You know what's yeah. happened is is uh, uh, Wheeler has worn you down like like a coach does a ref. Like yeah, he, he so. stays in his ear until he comes around to his way of thinking by the end of the game, and that's that's what's <laughs> happened here is uh, right. is now like, and I find myself too. Like sometimes I'm like, well, you know, I probably better say that uh, if they if they work hard, they'll do it. You know, right. <laughs> well, you got some uh, some teams up there. Uh, there's another team that's pop- popping up and turning heads at Red Bank. They're undefeated and they crushed. The team they they it looks like it's going to be them and Alcoa in the top and then Pearl Cone. So you basically have undefeated across the board. Somebody told me today that Alcoa beat Pearl uh, Cone's not undefeated. They lost two games. No, I'm talking. They haven't. They they played like I forgot who it was. They played two really really good larger teams. Yeah, Pearl Cone. Yeah, yeah. I I looked that up. I forgot who it was. Now it was some like really impressive type teams. I forgot who they were. 
it looks like most of them, I mean, Red Bank scored 49 points in their game. Alcoa scored 56 in their point game, and then Pearl Cone scored 47. So it was all. Of course, Covington's right there with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's looking like the, the final four in the whole thing are pretty obvious who they should be. But, you know, you know it's high school football, so we never know. But uh, Oh, and uh, for all the people, uh, the all the hardcore gamblers out there uh we do know that yes the uh, i i do know that the line is not the points like the points is the spread and the line is the money line. i i do know that but you know we're, we're just doing radio here okay <laughs> right. to remind them that gambling on <laughs> high school football is, is illegal or really on anything unless you go to tunica uh, you, can, you can do sports gambling there but and, yeah so that's right so the spread and the line is different yeah that's funny i think i do interchange those terms i mean i do, I do all the I do time the i say it all the yeah, time i right. say what's the opening okay. line and right. i really mean what is the opening spread so but, the money uh, line is like the over under is that what the money line is no the money line is uh the money line is how much you uh have to bet to win a hundred dollars and, uh, and okay. in other words like so if the money line is well, – it depends on if it's plus or minus. So if the money line is minus, if it's minus 400, you have to bet $400 to make 100. Okay. And if it's plus 200, you have to bet 100 to make 200. You sound like somebody's been doing some gambling. I know what I'm talking about here. I know of what I, know of what I speak. And the over-under is just called the over-under. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, the spread on that game would probably be – I put a coming to minus – Minus fourteen and a half. That's the official uh, Jeff Ireland leader leader uh, spread on that one. So wage, wager if you want to. I don't care. I'm not a cop. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. Hey, it's only a crime <laughs> if you get caught. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's not advice. That's not sanctioned. Uh, the my words are my own. They're not sanctioned by anybody at Grace Broadcasting or Grace Broadcasting right. Services yeah. Incorporated. Nor the leader of American Hometown <laughs> Publishing. We, they, we don't condone that. <laughs> we are not associated with any casino. <laughs> Well, uh, Jeff, uh, talking about basketball, I know you're getting ready to get that underway, too. Uh, and we talked a little bit last week, and we haven't really gotten started yet, so not a lot to talk about there. But uh, the Tigers are getting underway tonight uh, with the Penny Hardaway era. What are you looking for out of the Penny Hardaway era? Because I know a lot of people have, I think, overinflated hopes for year one. I'm not saying I don't think the guy will do good, but, I mean, how good can you really expect him to be in the first year? And he's never coached. He's never coached college, and these kids have never played for him. Some of the kids weren't recruited by him, uh, and they were, you know, they were they were a twenty win team last year, uh, but they, you know, they got some improvement to do. I don't know. I, I see. To me, if they make the NIT, it's a great year, but uh, yeah, maybe I'm yeah. setting the bar too low. <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's just the uh, excitement is just you know off the chart, and that that blends itself to un, you know unreasonable expectations. I mean, you have to keep in mind, you know, Lomax and Tyler Harris, you know, the, the two signees, they were both like you know one you know like ranked one twentieth in the country or lower than that. I mean, right. you know, let's get yeah, let's get realistic. I mean, I just yeah, to me, if they like like you said, NIT or maybe just maybe have some bubble discussion at the end of the year, that would be a great season, you know. And yeah. I mean, who knows? You see, every year teams, you know, do some crazy stuff. But yeah, I, I can't believe there'll be a tournament team. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, these guys are still 
Well, yeah, that's, you know, it's true. And I mean, are, we have to right. see what the American Conference is going to look like, but yeah. uh, I got to think that uh, Wichita State is going to still be dominant. Uh, Cincinnati w- uh, should be good. Central Florida should be good this year. Um, so it, it's, you know, it remains to be seen, but it's, it's going to be a tough conference to uh, do much better than, say, fifth or sixth uh, for, for this year, and then you see how things go from there. Yeah, they're picked fourth, I think, by the coaches in the league, fourth or fifth, I forgot which. I think fourth. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, we'll know a lot more. Give me, like, about, say, about two or three weeks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody will have a better feel for what well, they're the going to be. The media picked the football yeah. team to win the West, too. So Right, uh, yeah. We, we, you know, uh, preseason predictions are nothing, apparently. So <laughs> No, they don't mean a whole lot. Except I mean, for Alabama. Uh, you know, and then you <laughs> yeah, know a, Alabama actually going to be pretty good in basketball. Supposed to be this year. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. They don't have Colin Sexton anymore, but uh, they're supposed to still be pretty good. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes too. Jeff, uh, thanks for joining us once again on a Tuesday night, man. And we'll let you get back to uh, helping tally those votes. And they don't let you yeah. count them, do they? You just you just watch. Sometimes, yeah. They've already oh, told me no. who won, but I just can't tell anybody <laughs> who they're dealing with. That's right. Yeah, they. You know, they decided they that. A phone call. They decided <laughs> that at the Illuminati meeting two months ago. That's... Well, uh, follow us on uh, Facebook tonight. We'll be updating constantly. So, if you want to know some, you know, up to date election results, yeah, just follow the leader on Facebook. We'll we'll be right there. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. See ya. Get you later, buddy. All right. When we come back, Titans, NFL, we'll have Brandon Reed on the show, I think, although uh, I haven't gotten confirmation on that yet, uh, so maybe we won't. But uh, we will have our college picks. Nonetheless, we'll have our college picks from Pick'em. And a pretty good weekend for me, by the way, on my picks uh, over the weekend. We'll talk about all that when we come back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country. Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert, up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford, or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with free delivery. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri-maintenance equipment. Wooten Tractor Company in Covington is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. Select from rotary cutters, finishing mowers, cedars, or a full line of rotary tillers, and you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with your local Land Pride dealer. Wooten Tractor Company, 2031 Highway 51 South in Covington. At Tipton Farmers Co-op Car Care, we pay very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. This is one example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. 
During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there's anything that needs attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We are open to serve Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. We are located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today or give us a call at 476-4936. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. And welcome back on an election night on Adam and Chad, where we won't be in your face with our politics or who you should vote for or whatever. We're not into that. Yeah. I mean, we vote. We do our part. We have. We care. I just don't think that you care what I think. That's right. a, like, I have thoughts on politics. I just don't. I, I, I don't think that many people care what they are. That, that's really my biggest thing with that. Uh, you know, every now and then I might let one slip. A lot of times I catch myself on social media and I'll be typing a response to something and I'll just back it out and decide, right. nah, I'm not going to engage this. Because uh, one, you're not going to change any minds on social media. And uh, two, I, I think people are just looking for conflict these days. Well, that too, I don't. I, the only conflict I want is on the field of play. Right. On the gridiron and, or the basketball court, that's where I want conflict. Speaking of uh, conflict, there's uh, I'm sure there's a lot going on within the Cowboys organization at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, my goodness. That, that, uh, that was something else. And also, uh, I mentioned uh, Aubrey on here wants to, I guess, talk about the Saints. Yeah, too, I saw so. that. <laughs> but we uh, yeah. that game, I saw that game, and the Rams went down. That the yeah, only undefeated hey. team went down. So that game I actually Who saw. Did? So, yeah, that, Who that is right? It's them Saints. I yeah. look. Uh, uh, one of my uh, my n- new favorite vacation places is uh, Biloxi, which is a uh, big time Saints area. Right. Uh, the Biloxi area, the whole uh, what is just like a tri city area. Biloxi, Pascagoula, uh, something else. Right. right. And uh, uh, but anyway, uh, it's a big Saints area, and because uh, they're close to New Orleans, and uh, uh, so uh, look, the Saints. I mean, they are looking great. Drew Brees, everybody talks about, here's the thing, is everybody gets caught up talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's 40 years old. Tom Brady looks like he did, you know, he's a, man, Drew Brees is 39 or 42. Look what he's doing. Right. I mean, like two of the top quarterbacks in the league are almost 40. And as I approach 40, that makes me feel really good about myself. Because I think that (laughs) it's not over for me. Like, I actually could get in better shape if I wanted to and do some of these things. And like, uh, uh, I was thinking that the other day when I was watching, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and, uh, Paul Rudd, you know, he's all in shape playing Ant-Man and he's like, what, 44, 45. And I I was like, man, that makes me feel a lot better about my age when I, when I see that, like, I I really feel like 40, 25, man, not that I'm going to be that guy that's that super in shape, but just to know that I could, I right. think is is a big deal, it. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, with this game, I, I caught the end of it because I didn't get to catch the early part, and I was really surprised because I couldn't believe the Rams were. I was thinking, I figured it was going to be a close game, but the Rams were way ahead. And of course, uh, I mean, the Rams. I'm sorry, the Saints were way ahead, and then the Rams kind of caught back up a little bit, but then it was out of reach. You could tell the Saints had it in control pretty much the whole time. Uh, golf tried his best. He did. He's turned out better than I thought. I'm not a big fan of golf. I thought he might be. Of course, me and we, me and you've talked about before. We figured, oh, uh, oh, UCLA boy was going to be the better 
of the two. I can't. What's your your guy's name that you? Oh, uh, about? Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, and turns yeah. out it looks like golf. Oh, from Cal from Calicase, uh, you know, he's a West Coast. Well, they came in different guy. years, right? But, uh, I think golf had one. He got in what the year before. Uh, you, uh, yeah, he's been season. in two years. He so was because he played with Jeff Fisher like in first, his first year, right? And uh, now he's turned around really and played well so under this. Was the guy's name Sean uh, McVeigh? Sean McVeigh, yeah, McVay, yeah. Uh, and he's done a he's done a great job with that I mean, uh, uh, organization. I mean, up until there. that game, I mean, they were eight and zero, and this game. It looked like pretty much the Saints had it in control. Rams, you know, it was a good game overall. But, I mean, everybody got involved. Of course, Alvin Kamara did what he's been doing. He's been kind of unstoppable. Of course, I joke about him being an Alabama guy because that's where he started. But he finished out at Tennessee. So, he's still an SEC guy. So, I give him credit. Yeah, now, Alvin Kamara uh, has really – I was going to say that. uh, He's a uh, weapon for for them. For New Orleans. I mean, uh, really, he's turned into uh, just a great weapon for them, too. They've really found their groove right now. And uh, New Orleans looking good on both sides of the ball. I don't think – I think it's uh, – we talked about it earlier. Well, who do you think – so we're at the halfway point of the NFL year. Who do you think is going to be in uh, the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship? Right now it looks like it's going to be Patriots and Chiefs on the AFC side and Rams and, and, Saints. Rams and Saints on yeah. the NFC side. Yeah, outside and, of something crazy happening, that that's probably going to be your, your final four. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Now, who wins those games? I don't know. The Rams uh, – they might figure it out by the time that comes around. I mean, yeah, injuries and everything. It's kind of thing of the Saints. Drew Brees goes down, it's game over. But the same thing for the Rams. If golf goes down, they're going to have trouble. Or even the Saints losing to Kamara could cause some problems. But, they, I mean, you got Ingram and some other guys there to back him up. But uh, I think it'll be a good game again. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side, yeah, I think Kansas City and – and uh, New England, that'll be an awesome game, too. That was a great game this last time. So, uh, and then Mahomes is just, I mean, it's ridiculous what he's doing there. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like old versus young. It really is. You got Goff and Mahomes, and then you got Breeze and Brady. So, And Breeze and Brady is such a different contrast because Breeze is the record breaker. Brady's like the ring holder. You know, he's got some of the yeah. records, but Breeze is the one getting most of the big records. So. He'll, and, and by the end of his career, he'll have most of them. Right, uh, you know, right. In, yeah, I think him and Brady NFL. between the two yeah. of them will own every one of them between the two of them yeah. by the time it's all said and done. And which is, you know, crazy if you were if you you wouldn't have thought that a few years ago because you'd have thought that never at this age they'd leave the league by the time they were thirty six. Right, and uh, so now they're uh, like, I'm gonna stay till I'm fifty. You know, they're both forty, and they both think they can play till they're no. forty five. Uh, I don't think either one of them will, but uh, they'll. You know, yeah. now Brady don't try. I think Brady. Try. I, I think uh, I think Breeze. Maybe more so than Brady uh, would be more likely to retire first, but uh, they, you know, they yeah. both going strong right now. And and it, if you're playing at the top of your game, it's like uh, Daniel Cormier the other night uh, UFC, yeah. in the UFC, and he's talking about uh, being at a championship level. And you know, he's 36, right? Uh, and he was and, uh, and UFC. That's getting up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you fight for a living, that's old. And uh, but. You know, he's just talking about, and, and I think a lot of it is, uh, one thing is like science, the science of conditioning and things has come a long way recently, like in the recent years. And then I also think that one advantage you have is that if you can keep your body in good physical shape, and these days you can, you can stave off the aging process better than you used to could, uh, the, you gain so much mental advantage from experience. And so, like, that's what Tom Brady says. He feels like he's best now because 
he's there's no defense, there's no setup the defense is going to come out in that he hasn't seen. Right. He knows what's going to happen. It's got to be Breeze. And same he thing. can They've check off. Yeah, all. same thing with Breeze. They can check off. They, they, they know what they're looking at, and they can outthink the other person because they've been doing it way longer. And so I, I think that's uh, got a lot to do with it. But like I said, yeah, Daniel Cormier, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was on the verge of retirement. He says he's going to retire next year. Um, I believe it. I and uh, uh, it looks like Brock Lesnar will be his last fight. Uh, so we'll see, and we'll see if he brings a WWE championship. I'm not sure you can put that up, but uh, yeah, we'll see anyway. See but yeah, uh, moving on to uh, uh, last night's game. How about them? Oh, whoop! Never mind. No. <laughs> well, speaking, Let me tell you, this. nobody's going to be breaking any records in just for or just for your stupid game being on when mine should have been on TV. And them playing the Cowboys anyway, I'm so glad you got beat. And I didn't think it would happen. And I'm usually not this way. I'm not spiteful or anything like that. And 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 I don't. I try not to be too much of a homer on the show. And I really didn't think Tennessee was going to win that game. By the way, if I would have bet, I didn't bet it. But if I yeah. would have bet it, uh, I, it would have. Uh, it, it would not. I would not have bet on Tennessee and to win. I only now, watched it because I want to see Amari Cooper. Play. Now uh, they did talk to Amari Cooper a they lot. Did. Didn't they do him did. any good. No. Uh, the <laughs> Uh, which, you know, is in a new system. you got to give that right, time. Right. But uh, the Titans, I was just so glad to see them in this where you got TV networks to say, well, there's more Dallas fans. Well, good. They all had tears on their face last night. I know yeah. that. No, I'm just kidding. I know a lot of you guys hey, out there are Dallas that fans. Game. Don't stop watching this show just because uh, I'm not a Dallas fan, Dallas fans, because I know a lot of you guys out there are. That's fine. You can be that guy if you want to be. You can be a Dallas fan. It doesn't it mean the they have to fault. show it in my market. It was the TV station or the NFL's fault. Really. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's But now, I will say this. Marcus Mariota, another good game. There's a problem with him. He can have good games. He can have bad games. He, he, there's yeah. no consistency with Marcus <laughs> Mariota, and that's the biggest problem with him. And that's why he's not the guy going forward. I'm ready uh, for him to go. But, well, I mean, I think he's on for another year after this right. now. They signed but his uh, I think option. they signed his fifth-year option, which means he'll be on for another year after this. So he'll have two years under Mike Vrabel to prove himself. If he can learn what happens, what it is that causes him to have games like last night and games like a few weeks ago, and honestly, even the game at the Chargers was good in London. I mean, that came down to uh, basically Mike Vrabel's decision to go for two right, right. instead of one bad decision away. Yeah, from instead of game. kicking the extra point and going to overtime. I mean, that was a good game for Mariota, too. So, uh, other than, well, I say this, it wasn't a great game. It showed you some of the problems with Mariota also because one of the problems with Mariota uh, that I saw in that game, unless I'm getting games mixed up, but I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Chargers game, in the first quarter, in the same drive, he used two timeouts in the first quarter. He saw something that he didn't know how to audible out of on defense. On the defense, he didn't know how to audible out of it, and he had to call timeout twice in the same drive in the first quarter. You cannot waste timeouts like that. That's a bad decision by a quarterback. And uh, it, it's you know so if he could just figure out what the, what's that formula where he does like he did last night, throws for two touchdowns, no picks, and rushes for a touchdown. He rushed for four first downs, I think, uh, three or four first downs he rushed for, and uh, he's able to make things happen in the pocket and outside the pocket. He's able to keep the defense guessing. Uh, it, it was 
if he could get a if they would get a decent receiver and then he could learn how to play like that, then this team is in contention. Right. But uh, right now they're a borderline playoff team. There, it, it's Very hard to borderline. see. It's hard to see. They beat the Texans early, but it's really hard to see them winning the division right now. But if he can figure out whatever that formula is, and maybe it's scheming, maybe the offensive coordinator and Mike Vrabel, maybe they need to figure out, hey, this is the scheme that we need to do to help him be successful. If they can figure that out, they can do pretty well this year, and they could even win the division because I don't think the Texans are on a streak. I, they're not run, they're not running away with it yet, and uh, so they're on a six game winning streak, but they're not necessarily running away with it yet. So I think that uh, the uh, the division is still open for the Titans if they can get their stuff together and get Marcus Mariota to play consistently well enough to get them where they want to go. The only other problem I have with them, and I was glad to hear the announcer, uh, well, no, it wasn't the announcer, it was Booger McFarlane. Booger McFarlane last night said something that I've been saying for I don't know how long, ever, well, ever since the beginning of the year. Ever since <laughs> ever since last year, I've been saying this when DeMarco Murray was on the team. Why do they have a big bruiser like Derrick Henry, and they're always trying to run him on the outside, and then they got a small guy like last year DeMarco Murray, this year Deion Lewis, and they're trying to run them straight up the middle. It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. And Booger McFarlane said the same thing last night. Why are you trying to bounce Derrick Henry outside? Put that big body in the middle and run downhill. And uh, when they did that, they had success. I, I don't understand. I don't understand under last year's coach, and it's a different coach this year. I don't understand why they're trying to bounce Henry outside and why they're trying to run the small back up the middle when it should be the exact right. reverse of that. And the only thing I Anybody can, think of, can see it should be the exact yeah. reverse of that. I mean, the only thing I could think of in some plays where if you get Henry outside, he did it at Alabama, he got he has enough speed once he gets around the edge, most of the secondary is not big enough to stop him, so they figure he can run over him. But I'm with you, though. He should be. He's more of a, a middle-of-the-road kind of back where you run him with the middle. Let him, you know, he can take – he's as big as a linebacker, so he can take him out and drag him down with him. And, but – I, I, well, here's I don't the thing, though. What if the you, Titans do on offense, so if you go to the outside, you give the uh, lineman a chance to break off of the block and touch him. If he goes through the middle, he'll be past the big guys, and then he's up against people he can actually run over. Right. And that is, but honestly, he's just a better downhill runner than he is. He's not a cut guy. He's not a uh, you know a, a he's not a juke guy. Deion Lewis is, right. and, and so. Why are you not using them to their strengths? And I, I think if they get those things figured out, then the Titans have a good path uh, to at least contending for a wild card at the end of the year. But they have to get those things figured out. They have to utilize their offense correctly, and Mariota has to be consistent. And if that happens, the Titans' defense, I think, is doing great. They had takeaways last night. Uh, you know, Mariota lost a couple of fumbles last night, but he made up yeah. for it. So I, It could have cost them big. Listen, Honestly, though, that's the only two scores that uh, uh, Dallas had was off of the turnovers. So I'm just saying you get Mariota to play a little more consistent and uh, you straighten out the offense. Defense is doing well enough on Tennessee. I think you're contending for a wild card and you could even win the division uh, because if you can beat the Texans again, I think you're going to end up with similar records by the end of the year. Uh, If you don't figure it out, though, and you don't get Mariota playing consistent, then you're going to be seven and nine, eight and eight on the outside looking in. That, that's what I think as far as that goes. When uh, we come back, we'll have Brandon Reed. I just got confirmation he will be on the show. So we'll have Brandon Reed. We'll talk a little bit of NFL, and then we'll jump into our college picks. 
It'll be an abbreviated version of the show tonight, slightly abbreviated version of the show tonight, uh, because of the scheduling deal with the University of Memphis over there. So, uh, it just starts in five minutes. But yeah, it'll they'll tip off in five minutes, and then we'll let you get to the game. We won't keep you too long, but uh, stick around here for our picks. Adam and Chad, US fifty one country. Tennessee hospitals care for millions of us and provide nearly 100,000 jobs, building a healthier Tennessee. Just as hospitals serve our communities well, so does State Senator Ed Jackson. This year, he co-sponsored the Rural Hospital Transformation Act, ensuring economic stability and health care access for rural Tennesseans. We thank Senator Jackson. A healthier Tennessee is a stronger Tennessee. Paid for by Tennesseans for a responsible future, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is the only name you'll need when it comes to health and care of your pets. Dr. Parsonson and his dedicated staff of professionals offer vaccinations, microchips, surgical procedures, boarding, baths, and dips. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, except Thursday, 7.30 till 12 noon, and Saturdays, 8 till noon. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley treats your pets like the family they are. Highway 51 next to Dairy Queen in Ripley. Hi, I'm James. And I'm Doug. And together, we're, we're Summit, Summit Roofing. Roofing. Not everyone plans on replacing their roof. Give us a call for a free estimate or roof inspection to let one of our trained professionals come out and help you every step of the way. We also specialize in metal, commercial, and residential roof systems to help you with all your roofing needs. We offer financing. Check us out at SummitRoofingAndRestoration.com, Facebook, or our great standing with the BBB. Let our 40 years of combined experience lead the way to an honest approach to help you with your problems. Give us a call at 901-430-1974. Again, that's 901-430-1974. I've got a great idea. I want to start a business. I need shirts for our next reunion. I want this presentation to look amazing. I need my company logo on my company vehicles. The truth is, if you ever, and I mean ever, need anything printed, then you need to meet the amazing folks at the UPS store in Millington. Almost 100% of all the work is done in-house. And trust me, guys, if you want the best print work done in all of Tennessee at prices that will literally blow your mind, get to the UPS store immediately. It's right across from Walmart Supercenter in Millington. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. All First Citizens National Bank Financial Centers are accepting food items this week. Food items will stay in the local communities where they are donated. For example, the branches in Munford and Atoka will take their food donations to Munford Methodist Church Food Bank. Take your donation to any First Citizens Financial Center any day this week during business hours. You're listening to Adam and Chad. What the deuce has come over me? On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Asking for your vote for Sportscaster of the Year. <laughs> I'm interviewing for a job to be your sportscaster, your favorite, uh, whatever. I said earlier uh, when I was DJing the afternoon shift, I said, 
I'm glad I don't have to run for my job every so many years because I think I would have been voted out already. <laughs> We're joined now by a man who's always voted in, Brandon Reed at Town and My Fantasy Sports Talk, who I believe currently leads the fantasy football uh, league at My Fantasy Sports Talk. Is that right, Brandon? Oh, lost him. Yeah, I don't know. We lost him. Well, I don't know what's going on there. Heard some weird noise. I try to get him back. You got anything going there? Yeah, there actually. Um, the, I was noticing. I didn't realize Kansas. I don't know what's early. going on there. Can you? Uh, oh, I know what it is. No, I don't. Hold on. Is it something in the other room? I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. That's weird. That is odd. Let's. But, See if we no, can. Uh, it's, it's, I know this is entertaining right. to everybody out there. Just trying to keep, keep pushing right buttons, off. trying to get it right. <laughs> All right, so not on the phone right now. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It's why like I didn't the change. little line three. Is it flipped off in the FM studio? Maybe no, because we had Jeff on earlier. Yeah, it's true. So uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I can't figure out what's going on right now. But uh, I tell you what, Adam. Uh, why don't you do the honors of a halftime score update? And uh, I will figure this problem out real quick, and uh, we'll get that going. But give us some basketball scores, college basketball underway tonight, NBA basketball going on. What's happening? Yeah, all right. We got first uh, probably one of the bigger games of the night. You got Kansas playing Michigan State. Uh, Right now, Kansas is up 48-33. It's just about after it may be. It looks like it's 33 seconds. Of course, sometimes the screen's different from what you may be seeing on live TV in case you are watching that game. Also, we have number five, Virginia playing Towson, uh, not Townsend, but Towson. Uh, they're winning 28-19, and that one's at halftime. That's kind of a low-scoring game. Uh, your Tennessee Vols are playing Lenore Ryan. I've never heard of that school. That's uh, halftime. It's 50-30. to 30. The Vols are heading that one. Also, and then also we've got the second half just started for number eight, North Carolina and Wolford. That game's 35-26. Uh, to 26. That's kind of close for well, Wolford, you know, one of those teams you never know. Also, you have Morgan State at Villanova. That's your defending national champions, uh, number nine Villanova. They're uh, 54-43 at the moment at halftime. You have uh, number 16 Syracuse is winning 28-10 to over Eastern Washington. And then, let's see, you got Clemson at the Citadel. That's 49-40 at the half. That's kind of close for a ranked team to be against the Citadel. And then we have uh, 20, number 24 Purdue, 44-27 over Fairfield. And it looks like um, you got – that's all the games are going on right now, but you got some other – and, of course, the Memphis Tigers will be playing. Actually, they should be tipping off any minute now. Yeah, any minute now. And I think now – I think now we have Brandon Reed online. Brandon. I think so. There yeah, we go. Hey, all right. Yeah. Where's the applause sound effect? I got one somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, can I get some applause? Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Man, what a crazy night. So, you guys – so you got the Memphis Tigers kicking off, and the reason I didn't respond to you earlier, Chad, I would have been here earlier if you guys needed me, but I've been recording a couple of my fantasy um, podcasts for the first time in a month or so because our editor-in-chief got married. Uh, Dan Schalk got married, so he's been gone for a month and, and getting married in Hawaii and whatnot. Ooh, so, wow. um yeah, we've been catching awesome. up and doing some My Fantasy <laughs> podcast recordings for the first time in a while. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, shout out to Dan. Basketball. Dan, I Go wanted ahead. to say, Dan, uh, I don't know if you'd ever been to Hawaii before. Is it not awesome 
It's the only place on earth that I've ever been that is exactly like you think it's going to be. And uh, he, was, he, it, it's he said amazing. it was tough for him to come back, needless to say. <laughs> he also told me loaf of bread was $6. Oh, uh, yeah, things are expensive. Stuff's expensive over there. Now, I remember that. Uh, I went 20 years ago, and uh, it was uh, 20 years ago, cigarettes were like. Uh, not that I'm endorsing that because I don't smoke now, but uh, but cigarettes were like a buck fifty a pack or something, maybe close to two bucks a pack at the most. Here in Hawaii, they were five dollars a pack. Good lord, they're probably seventeen fifty a pack now. Oh, they, they got to be. Yeah, they got to be. I don't know what they cost like here. I know that when I quit smoking, they were up around four dollars. So I'm assuming they're higher than that now. And uh, they so they yeah they're they're double digits in Hawaii for sure. So just a crazy night. You know, we're less than a week removed from Halloween, but I feel like tonight's kind of the crazy night because you've got election night. You've got college basketball season kicking off. You've got the Penny Hardaway era kicking off in Memphis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm, hey, I'm watching that Memphis – or that I'm sorry, that Kansas-Michigan State score too, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case y'all are wondering, Diedrich Lawson has seven points. He's two for ten from the field. He's hit three or four <laughs> field goals. He does have 11 boards. And, uh, and to my surprise, K.J. Lawson has gotten the game. Don't get me started. He, he hit a three. <laughs> he hit one three. But don't get me started on the Lawsons in Canada. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm even going to go yeah. there. And then there's yeah. going to be so many fans from around here that are going to be saying, well, you see, you see, that's why Tubby had to go. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm surprised K.J. Lawson ever has seen the floor <laughs> under too. Bill Self in Kansas. Right. I Me really too. am. He's hit a three. He's got he's got a couple of rebounds and got an assist. I, so I'm really surprised. I do have to stop you though. Uh, just for a second, it's an election night. Obviously, it's election night. Huge night. Lots of candidates out there making pushes for uh, different. Uh, you know, making last minute pushes for different races and, and uh, trying to get votes in at the last minute. And so there's actually uh, President Donald Trump is holding a rally. Also, and so we'll break in real quick on this just to see what's going on and who he's pushing really quick. Breaking news. Breaking news here on Adam and Chad. And uh, let's see if we can listen in. I want to tell you about something really big. It's huge. Adam and Chad on US 51 Country. They're going to change sports and they're going to make sports great again. Believe me, believe me, no one does sports like they do. That I can tell you. It's so good, you're going to be tired of it being so good. You're going to be saying, please make it a little worse. It's too good. But they can't. They can't. Because they are winners. And they are that good. That I can tell you. Believe me, I am not Donald Trump, but I do sound like him, and I did approve this message. Okay, okay, well, never mind. That didn't work out exactly I was, I like I that, wanted. I There's was another that close to finally agreeing. I bet was, <laughs> I was finally going to agree with the message wholeheartedly. They uh they uh uh There's another cut of that that already had the applause in, and I didn't have to add it. Uh, So I thought that's what I was playing in the beginning. Uh, So I apologize. That should have been a better bit, but it wasn't. So it was I, great. It was I, great. I admit my mistakes, though. When they, when they have it on the air, I admit my mistakes right <laughs> then and get them out. That bit should have went better. It's my fault. <laughs> so I didn't have the right cut loaded up. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the message we can all get on board with is uh, more Adam and Chad is definitely a great uh, uh, thing for sports, I believe. So, so 
let me ask you, do you guys think that there'll be some closet Kansas Jayhawk fans rooting for the Lawsons this year, or do you think there'll be more haters and hope that they, they fail? Because I mean, you've heard so much talk oh, that no, I... uh, so many people so many people have said that, uh, and I think maybe even Bill Self has come out and said that, hey, Dietrich Lawson is going to be the most dynamic player and probably the best all-around player on the team, um, which he's a great college player, but I, I do not believe in his next-level potential. I don't think his motor's high, high enough, and Lawson's or not, we were just weren't right. going to succeed at a high level until Penny comes in and brings very, very high level recruits. Well, I'll have to see. I'll have to see Dedrick Lawson under Bill Self to know. But I know here's what Dedrick Lawson was under Josh Passner uh, and uh, uh, Tubby Smith is uh, he did not play defense. Period. Right. He no, his motor was not very high. Absent on defense, and you can't. Yeah. That's not. Uh, uh, you can't take that into the NBA unless you're like LeBron James. I, I mean, and even then, LeBron can play defense. He just doesn't always do it. So they're winning fifty to thirty-six now. Uh, I guess it's it's ha- that's the halftime score, and he has eleven of their twenty-seven rebounds. The then the next closest person has three rebounds, so he is doing he's cleaning up the boards for sure with also three assists. So, I mean, I, I, I always thought Diedrich was a great college player. I never wanted to see him, but I think the circus surrounding the family, and particularly oh, yeah. the immature KJ Lawson, was too much, and I'd rather I'd rather be done with but, it. But we're we're in such a better place now. The oh, Penny Hardaway I, yeah, era kicks off tonight i I mean and you know look i'm in agreement with you uh uh and i've said before i mean i I understand some of the reasons that the university did what they did and i view it as two separate uh issues uh the the firing of i was not in favor of getting rid of tubby smith but that doesn't mean i was against bringing in penny hardaway i i I look at them as two completely separate things i just thought that tubby smith was I, I thought that Tubby Smith was showing improvement uh, year over year, and uh, and he was doing he had the program building it the right way, and uh, I, I felt like you know this is a guy that's not going to get you in NCAA trouble, and uh, you know and he's going to build something that can consistently last. Um, so I didn't agree with getting believe, rid of him. I believe he was. I believe he was probably looking for the cushy retirement job, and he's not going to work real hard on the recruiting trail, which has never been his strong suit, which basically got him bounced from Kentucky. Um, But as far as X's and O's goes, you're not going to find a better coach in the country because to win 20 games with the talent he had on the Memphis roster the last couple of seasons is incredible to me. It's incredible. Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I I, I couldn't – that's exactly what I was saying uh, all along. Now – once you remove it, and they made this. Now I understand the attendance thing, and there's look, you have to address it. There's there's nothing, uh, that's, you know. That's the fan so, boycott. The fan boycott. Right. It. I mean, you they can't were, do anything about that. They were backed into a corner, so I get it. And uh, so I didn't agree with the decision, but uh, then once that's over, then of course I agree with the decision to hire Penny Hardaway. Now I temper my expectations more than a lot of people around here because I don't think that anybody can come in as uh, from being a high school coach to being a college coach and win a championship in year one. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but I do – and, I mean, you know, he's got kids that he didn't recruit and kids that he did recruit in the same uh, building with him. He's trying to work out things. He's trying to institute his own stuff. Uh, he's also got an assistant coach in Mike Miller that's, uh, you know, they've got a gel together, and he hasn't coached before either. So uh, it's a – it's a dynamic that's going to take a little while, 
And so I don't have these like high expectations of deep tournament runs in year one. But uh, oh, I am excited but, but about the, the tournament. So what do you think, Chad, making the tournament? I don't think so. I mean, I honestly, I was telling Jeff Ireland earlier, I think if they make the NIT this year, I think it's a great season. I think NIT this year, that's a great season. And I, I think uh, then next year you should look for them to be a bubble team or better. Uh, and and from there, I think you want to be a, a tournament team four out of every five years. And, uh, you know, and that to me, those are realistic goals and get you a sweet 16. But, I mean, honestly, they went to, what, three straight Elite Eights or something under John Calipari? I mean, uh, when's Duke, I don't think, has been to three straight Elite Eights, uh, but maybe once. So it, it's some of these things that uh, are expected are not uh, are not common to accomplish. Well, no, but I, I, I seriously think they're going to make the NCAA tournament this year if everything clicks together because, number one, the conference is down. Uh, I'll look for Wichita State to have a really down year. Look for Greg Marshall to probably be on the move really soon. I think Wichita State's going to have one of the worst years they've had in a while. Not not bad, but I think they're going to have a really down year. Um, it, it, to me, I mean, with Keon Davenport and uh, you know Rainier Thornton, Kareem Bruton, along with Alex Lomax, I think we're going to have a very – very dynamic and hard to deal with backcourt, although small. But Alex Lomax is a true point guard, a ball distributor, and Tyler Harris is a flat-out scorer. Um, so to me, one of the, some of the keys would be, would be Isaiah Maurice. If he can really be a brute and handle uh, the down low, you know, the front, court, or the, the front court work for us. And if David Winjet can, can really handle a wing, if he can really develop, be a shooter and be a true, you know, really good swing forward type of guy, along with that dynamic backcourt, I think there's no reason why we can't compete in the conference enough to take an NCAA berth this year. Well, we'll, um, we will definitely find out early because they're in a, right. a tournament. They've got a decent. They, they've got a, a decent well, schedule coming up, and they're in a preseason tournament where uh, – and, and we don't play a, a true road game until a conference play, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we right, play maybe yeah. one true road game, and that's against LSU next week, a week, for, a week from now. That's going to tell a lot because LSU's – Stout this year. Yes, it will. And if they go yes, in there, and get, if you go down to Baton Rouge and get beat down, I mean, yeah, it's early enough to where they can, but it'll give you an idea kind of where they're at physically. Yep, that's what they, they need. And if they go in there and beat LSU, yeah, that'll get them right. That'll put them right on the map. Then again, LSU's like one of them bottom twenty-five right now. So it's Tennessee's really gonna. I think by Christmas we're gonna know exactly what Memphis is like early. Like I think by that because you got the Tennessee game here on December 15th, and that game's well, going to tell, I think, a lot. That'll be Next cool. year, I, I'm not even going to hide my excitement. Next year is Final Four bust because you know James Wiseman is coming. <laughs> After DJ Jeffries signed, you know James Wiseman's coming. If we can get either one of Trendon Watford or Matthew Hurt, I think it's Final Four bust. And if we happen to get both of those guys, which is probably unlikely, but if we happen to get both of those guys, uh, then we have to be the hands-on, odds-on favorite to win the whole thing. I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not that, I, look, I'd love to see it. I'm just, uh, uh I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on Penny Hardaway in year two. Uh, but, uh, uh, what I was uh, going to say earlier is, you know, we'll know what level they're on this year. Uh, if they get past Oklahoma state, they'll end up playing Villanova early. And, uh, there's no better way to test your medal than against the defending champs. So, yeah, that, that might be too early, too much to, to bite off at this particular time. But I mean, I, I like them. I just, optimism is very high for me. They have an all NBA staff, which I like. 
And uh, I just I think that backcourt's going to be tough to deal with. I know they're undersized. You get basically got two five nine guys in the backcourt, but they are really dynamic and can can really light it up in both their own ways. So uh, we'll see. I'm excited though. I, and like I said, the conference is going to be down. I do not believe in the conference this year much at all. Hey, UCF um, so, looks like they're still going to be good, and I, I I think Wichita State will still be good, and uh, Cincinnati will come on. So I I uh, I don't know. I, I don't think the conference will be. Uh, as tough as it's been in the past, uh, but I, I still think that there there are some games in there. Uh, you know, Houston could end up being a good team, uh, so I, I think there are some games in there to watch out for. I, you don't even want to know how I think. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm a. I, I'm I, of course I'll be called negative. I, I got a feeling that that they've they've blown the expectations way too high for this team because I've watched Pazner bring in top recruits and I. I feel like they're going to be competitive and they're going to be a tournament team, but I don't see them being Final Four at least for maybe three, four seasons if they even do. I, just, I don't. I just. I don't feel like we have had the backcourt chemistry that this team is going to have in a while. These are two homegrown Memphis guards, and I think they're going to work and click together. And Listen, along Memphis, with Kevon Davenport, let me and, you know, you. and some other guys. Yeah, let me remind you real quick though. Uh, we had uh, at Memphis under Josh Pastner. We had an entire starting five of Memphis guys that had played together since they were kids and didn't even make the tournament, I don't believe. Or we no, we made no. they made the tournament and lost in their first round. Yeah. But I think it's Penny. Penny's gonna be the linchpin. Like me. Yeah. I like Penny, but I'm not so sure yet. Until they start winning they can prove me wrong though. I hope they do, but yeah. I'm still hey, I out think on. I really don't care about X's and O's. He's going to be more of a motivator motivator yeah, than Josh Pastner ever was. Oh, yeah. You don't Pastner, care about X's and O's. You break. care about Jimmy's and Joe's. <laughs> hey, hey, Just I, like Pastner. All I know, yeah, I <laughs> mean, Pastner – Pastor was a dork, guys. What's your favorite? He, he gotta, was a dork, and he I could like not Josh. connect. <laughs> I like Josh. I mean, he, he needed to go, but I, I, like, I like him as a guy. His name he is Brandon Reed. He said no. <laughs> All right, he's a good no, person. I like him as a person. Saying. No, he doesn't. You I guys know, know what All I'm right. saying. He does not fit in with the Memphis personality and swag. All right, we gotta we gotta pot Brandon down right now because we gotta go to break. We'll be right back though on Adam and Chad with our college picks of the week. Every day, banks touch every corner of our lives. They support us as we turn life's goals into accomplishments. Goals like going to college, planning a wedding, opening a small business, buying a home. From your first car to a new life after retirement, Brighton Bank is there for all your life's milestones. I am John Phillips, president of Brighton Bank. Brighton Bank has been serving our community since 1910. From passbook savings to mobile banking apps, our services span your financial needs. Brighton Bank thanks our friends and neighbors of Tipton County. We serve every day. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Millington Floor Covering is your one-stop shop for carpeting, hardwood floors, laminate, vinyl, and tile. And now, their everyday low prices are lower than ever. John Petty and his staff at Millington Floor Covering features all major brands. 12 months, same as cash, and expert installation with a full two-year warranty. Invest in the beauty and value of your home. 
Call Millington Floor Covering at 872-8940. Highway 51 North, next to Homer Skelton Ford in Millington. Hi, I'm Dole Sanders with Sandstorm IT, the premier provider of computer services in West Tennessee since 1993. Are you a business owner or responsible for the operation of your office? If so, we want to be your business partner for all of your computer, server, internet, or software needs. We're a local company that provides professional website design too. Got viruses? Spam? Computer slow? You've probably called us before but didn't realize it. Formerly known as TCPC, we've changed our name and now offer a complete range of services including cloud backup, disaster recovery, email hosting, phone systems, and everything else related to the technology needs of operating your business. Don't know what you need? We can help there too with one of our free assessments to help you decide what best meets your needs. We will help you find and implement the right products and solutions, and then we're always here to support you. Just a phone call or email away. To find out how we can help, call us today at 901-475-0275. Sandstorm IT, your on-demand IT department. Hi, y'all. It's Shan with AirServe. And there's one thing worse than getting caught outside in the cold this winter, and that's getting caught inside in the cold this winter without a reliable heating system. Don't spend this winter shivering indoors. Let us give your furnace a physical and make sure your heating is actually heating you. Freeze moments, not people. Call AirServe today at 622-5050 or visit us on the web at AIRESCRV.com. Luckily owned and operated by Lee Downey. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back. Adam and Chad. Final segment here. Joined by Brandon Reed to make our college football picks. Last week, I came in second. I didn't come in first. Jerry beat me by one point. Yeah, he had good, a good, he had a good, good week. Good job, Jerry. You had a good week. I had yeah. a good week. Seven of ten. Uh, but my ten-point game, I missed by two points because uh, uh, Iowa couldn't get it done against Purdue. But uh, I, I went seven of ten. Uh, and uh, against the spread, which I know we don't do on this show, but uh, against the spread, I went uh, five of seven yeah, against the spread. Yeah, no, you had a good uh, week so, yeah, I, I had a pretty good week overall uh, on that. Uh, Brandon, are you still there, my man? Yeah, sorry we got carried away on college basketball oh. and Tigers. <laughs> I wanted well, to talk okay. NFL. But we gotta move well, on. Well, we had uh, that's all right. We we had uh, we had covered it anyway. We all know the the Titans beat the Cowboys, and that's the greatest thing that's happened all year in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I yeah. will say this: uh, Rams lost before we team. jump into our college football picks. I will say the NFL. Thank goodness it is back to being entertaining because I don't care what you say or what your politics are, or whatever. Uh, why you hadn't watched the biggest reason that you didn't want to watch the NFL the last couple of years is because it, was, it wasn't it was as good to watch. And it's back now. I mean, the NFL is interesting. And now the team is a little top-heavy right now. But it's, there are good matchups each and every week to watch. It's a lot of fun watching the NFL this year. Well, and I think that goes with any sport in any given year, too. I mean, you, you could have mixed the politics into your argument if you wanted to, but that's if you're a hardcore football fan, you don't care about that stuff. That's right. Yeah, you, exactly right. You, you, only, you only lose interest if you're if you're not compelled and really right. intrigued from week and to week. You know, that's so. why I, I lost. And, and to be honest with you, I watched a lot less NFL last year, and it had nothing to do with politics. It had everything to do with, one, uh, Mike Malarkey still being the Titans coach, 
and uh, uh, my disdain for that decision. And uh, then, uh, and also the games weren't as entertaining. Some man, some of the Thursday night football games were real. Just, I mean, oh, it's it's horrible. Terrible. Yeah. And I heard you. I heard you earlier trying to make an argument or not quite a position of not quite still being sold on Marcus Mariota. And I still got to hang on there with you, Ben. I got to hang on there with oh, you. Yeah, I, I, I got to see more consistency. I, no, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he needs, they need to toss him and, and just be done. Well, two, I wouldn't have picked up the fifth-year option, but they did. You. I wouldn't have picked up the fifth-year option, but they did. So, yeah. uh, you know, and and the Cowboys deal with Dak too. So, uh, they'll they'll get a big chunk of money to try to prove themselves over the next two years. But and I mean, he needs a better receiver. He needs an alpha receiver on on his squad. Oh, but he also they, needs to be. He also yeah. needs to be more consistent, and uh, he needs to take better care of the ball. Absolutely, they're the ones that. Well, so that the game went exactly. Uh, that game went exactly opposite as I thought it would go last night. I thought it'd be more like a yeah, 35-7 uh, Cowboys win, something like that. I didn't think it'd be that bad. I thought that defense would dominate the, Tennessee. When they scored on, uh, after the first fumble, you thought, eh, this thing would be oh, good. Yeah, it looked in the and then first they got another fumble and were threatening, and, and, but they ended up missing the field goal, and it finally turned around. Uh, anyway, back on to our college football picks. Adam, lead us off. What we got? All right. Let's see. We'll start out. I'll go straight to the Big Ten. Got Ohio State at Michigan State. Um, this one right here, this could be tricky. I, I'm going with Ohio State, of course, but Michigan State could pull. You know, they always seem to pull something out of their rear. It's what some game they didn't do it against Michigan this year. So this could be that game, but I'm going with the safe pick. I'm going to go with Ohio State to win this one probably by 14. Yeah, Ohio State just uh, scores too much, put up puts up too much yardage. I like Michigan State's defense, and since they are at home, I give them a slight chance. So my confidence would not really be real high on my pick, but I'd have to go with Ohio State. O H I O Ohio State. I, I just uh, Michigan State is uh, far too up and down of a team to uh, this year to be able to compete with Ohio State. They could have a great game, but I, I still think in the end, Ohio State gets the win over them. All right, then we're staying in the Big Ten. We got Wisconsin at Penn State. They're playing in Happy Valley. I, I, I almost want to go with Wisconsin on this one, but the only reason I'm going with Penn State is because they're playing in Happy Valley. If they wasn't playing at home, I'd be going with Wisconsin because Penn State's just – I want to say they'll bounce back, and that's why they're going to win this game, but I'm kind of iffy about picking them, but I'm going to go with Penn State. Yeah, I'm going with Penn State, too. Uh, ironically, uh, Wisconsin's last two scores have been 31-17. They lost to Northwestern and then beat Rutgers. That right. doesn't really give me any confidence to tell me that you're going to go into Penn State and win. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Penn State. Well, uh, I'm I, yeah, I can't argue with that. I'm going Penn State, too. Uh, Happy Valley, uh, I think they bounce back well in this one. They seem to, uh, you know, they seem to be able to do – uh, well in that type of situation. So, yeah, I got Penn State here. All right. Now we got going to the Sun Belt. I think that's right. Yeah, Troy. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> got Troy and Georgia Southern, the, the Trojans of the South. But I always joke with California Dave, that's the true Trojans. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I got Troy. This could be – this is both seven and two teams are playing at Georgia Southern. This could go either way, but I got to go with my Bama boys, and I'm going to go with Troy for that game. 
I'm going with Georgia Southern only because I have not seen Troy play. Troy is not on Arkansas State's schedule, and Georgia Southern beat Arkansas State, and Georgia Southern beat App State, which beat Arkansas State. So there's my Sun Belt reasoning. I think it all makes sense. Uh, and Georgia State is at home. So uh, that uh, I've got Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern. Sorry, Georgia Southern. I'll take Troy, and I know somebody will probably look up stats and then tell me, uh, that I'm crazy and wrong about this, but uh, from to the best of my recollection, Troy is a great road team, and they even when they lose, they do well on the road. Uh, Georgia Southern is not used to this kind of success. Troy is, so I'm giving the game to Troy. All right, then we got going back to the Big Ten. A lot of Big Ten games on here this week. Uh, Northwestern at Iowa. This game's being played in Iowa. And that's the only reason I'm going with Iowa because Northwestern showed last week they're they're pretty good, uh, but I, I'm gonna go with Iowa even though I'm not comfortable with. It. I'm gonna have a low confidence on it, but I'm, I'm going with Iowa. Man, when did Iowa sneak up into the top twenty or so? Um, there, <laughs> I, I I guess so. Um, and they lost. Man, last I'm. A, mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Iowa play in several, several weeks since the early part of the season. You know what? I'm just going to go with Northwestern because I'm, I'm going for an upset. I just, I, I, something tells me Iowa is not that for real. If they were to win this Northwestern game, they'll probably move up to at least 12 or 13, and I just don't believe they're that good. So I'm going to go with Northwestern on the road to pull off the upset. It doesn't matter what you think! Uh, you're wrong. Iowa will win this game. They should have won against Purdue. How they let Purdue beat them by two points, I don't know. Uh, Iowa's pretty good. Northwestern is good, too, so it should be a good game. But, yeah, Iowa wins this one at uh, Kinnick Stadium at home. And North, Northwestern hold their, held their own against uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame yeah, so, uh, That's, that was what makes me kind of shaky about it. That's why I'm saying low confidence because I, I think Iowa could I think Notre well Dame, let me, let me say this, though. I, I think Notre Dame's weaknesses on offense uh, make some teams look like they're hanging with them more than they actually are. Because Notre like Dame's, Vanderbilt? No, <laughs> right, right, Adam? Yeah, <laughs> Notre Dame's inability to score uh, is, is really – but, I mean – they're dominating them on defense. They're just not doing it on offense. So I think some teams are getting a better rap than they should uh, by hanging with Notre Dame. Yeah, we got that. And then we got to go uh, to the Pac-12. Uh, we got Washington State at Colorado. They're playing in Colorado, but this one's going to be a shellac, and Washington State will handle them. Colorado's just not that good. I'm surprised that game's even on here. You know, where is all those Buffalo fans now? He started out so hot, oh, five yeah. and zero. Now they've lost what four in a row. Yeah, yeah, oh, four in a row. It's a dumpster. Yeah. Fire. Yep, yep. They just weren't that good to begin with. Uh, I'm going with Washington State for sure. Uh, yeah, same here. Washington State. I mean, I don't think it's uh, even close. I, I really don't. It's Washington State should run away with this one, even though they didn't cover over the weekend. I only took them on Adams suggestion so i'm blaming that one on him yeah and they, they uh, let me down this week you know they've covered the spread like every game this year and, and i told you when you told lock. me that he said they've uh covered the spread like 13 of their last games and i said well then that means they're due to not cover he said no 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 I'll take them in this game and this one should have uh, been like one of the easy ones and like this week should be too but for some reason <laughs> and this was like all a bunch of the big heads too that went with it like i didn't have anybody go against it in any of the things i ever pay attention to and i thought Wow, of all the times. I should have known everybody yeah, well, was too, everybody, everybody, too everybody can be wrong once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the whole crew here. But 
But now I, we're going to the Big 12 for our tricky pick of the week. It's uh, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. They're playing in Norman. Um, I, Oklahoma should win this game, but Okie State, you never know. Gundy finds a way, and they, they've already shocked. You know, one, they took down Texas already, which Texas wasn't, to me, isn't as good as Oklahoma. Oklahoma just puts up a lot of points. But I'm going with Oklahoma for the safe pick, but don't be surprised if Oklahoma State makes this a game just because it's a rivalry. And don't be surprised if they somehow pull a last-second touchdown and win the game in the very end. But I'm going with Oklahoma, though, just to play it safe. Yeah, Oklahoma State played Baylor a little bit too close for my liking, whereas Oklahoma destroyed Baylor. Uh, so um, that's my measuring stick right there. So, And plus Oklahoma's at home, and Norman, like you said, uh, I don't think this is going to be very close. I think it'll be at least two scores. Yeah, I think Oklahoma at home, Oklahoma State is definitely an inferior opponent. I mean, I, I, just, uh, I don't see – the only way that Oklahoma, to me, loses – uh, another game is if they get caught looking ahead to the Big 12 championship. That that's that's the only way I think they lose another game uh, during the season uh, because they they've got an all Big 12 schedule left and uh, they it's finish, finish at West it, Virginia. Yeah, while yeah. some of it may be yeah, yeah that may be a that competitive be a, game, but I mean honestly, I think shootout. No I think Oklahoma is better though uh, than I mean I think Kyler Murray is better than Will Greer. Uh, and I think he's surrounded by better weapons than Will Greer. So that's why I'm giving Oklahoma the advantage in that game. And then we go into the ACC. You got the uh, fight in Fuentes versus Pittsburgh. I I have no faith in Fuente anymore with the way I've seen that games. The last few games have been absolute garbage. Pittsburgh is on the rise. They're doing all right. They're kind of peaking right now. So I think Pittsburgh takes Virginia Tech down. And they're playing at Pittsburgh, so. I think it's a close game, but I, I think Pittsburgh gets it by like a seven points, maybe ten. Mm, man, this is a tough one. Um, I, I've got to agree with Adam just because of two reasons. Because they are hosting Virginia Tech. Pittsburgh is at home, and I do think they're trending possibly upwards a little bit more than Virginia Tech, which may be trending downwards. So, um, uh, yeah, safe money is on Pittsburgh. I don't like it. I'd like to see Fuente pull off a win, and yeah, I don't think too. that Pittsburgh is any kind of juggernaut or by any means. Right. Uh, so they're definitely susceptible for a loss. I mean, they don't do really anything particularly well. Right. Um, but I, I think as far as the way they're trending, I would have to pit Pittsburgh pick Pittsburgh at home yeah I, I I take Pitt in this one too I think uh Fuente uh gets goes under 500 for the first time I guess since he was a uh, coach at Memphis in his second year uh but uh and and I, look Fuente's a good coach some things just happen I I but this year they're not looking very good. And so I, I just can't see Virginia Tech going on the road and beating a Pitt team who has bowl eligibility to play for. So uh, I, I'm, I'm giving this one to Pitt. All right. And then we got back out to the Pac-12. I can't believe there's no SEC games this time. Um, we got – None of them are any good. They're all no, playing right. cupcake loser yeah. FCS. The Alabama and Mississippi State games is a ranked game, but, I mean, we know probably how that's going to – the Cowbells are coming to Tuscaloosa – and they can't bring their bells with them into the stadium. So that's what gonna a take, it's going to take away. It's, gonna, it's their kryptonite. What a crock. Uh, that's why I don't go to Starkville for a game. That, that's the most annoying fan base 
with their little. I'd rather hear those stupid horns from the African World Cup than those. Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that, but I was like, but they do. They won't let them bring that crap into the stadium down there, which thank goodness. But it's annoying. I don't see how the Mississippi State players can deal with it. That's just a most irritating sound to have it that many people at once. I just don't get it. I mean, I get where it hurts the other team, but it's got to hurt your own team too at some point. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got the Pac-12. We got Oregon at Utah. This game's in Utah. I, I definitely got Utah here. They they've got the same record, but Utah is definitely on fire right now, and I think they're they're probably going to end up swiping the big or the Pac-12. Yeah, Oregon has not fared well in the Pac-12 to be honest with you, and um, I don't really. I don't really hold uh, Utah's loss last last time against ASU to them uh, against them very much because uh, ASU is one of those dangerous teams that's dangerously coached that can beat anybody on any given night or day. So, um, and Oregon's uh, Pac-12 record is just not that good. So, um, yeah. uh, Utah at home. Well, uh, something tells me that Oregon will be more competitive in this game. I, I got to give it to Utah. I'm like you. Utah's uh, loss I don't think is that bad. Arizona State, and uh, they, they're they better than Oregon. And while the Pac-12 is down as a whole, I, I, I do think uh, Utah's better than Oregon, and they end up winning this game. Adam. Yeah, now I'm looking at the trying to get my screen to pull back up. It, it, it did that little pause there. <laughs> now we're going down. We're coming to the American Conference. We've got South Florida at Cincinnati. Uh, this is going to be at Cincinnati. I I want to go with Cincinnati here because it's in Cincinnati. But South Florida, you know, with Charlie Strong, you don't know. But I'm rooting for South Florida. But I think Cincinnati will you know will barely. The, it should be a good game. But I'm going. I'm going to go with Cincinnati just for the safe pick. Thank God for South Florida for making Memphis look a little bit better because they got destroyed by Tulane worse than we did. Yeah, uh, so, that's true. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to hold with Cincinnati and their 8-1 and record. Who, who is their only loss? Who is Cincinnati's only loss to? Uh, they lost to Temple. Okay. Right, yeah, they lost um, to Temple. But they whooped up on Navy 42 to nothing, And I like to think Memphis is a pretty decent team, especially for the AAC. Yeah, they're definitely above average or above middle of the road. Um, so if Cincinnati can beat up on Navy 42 to nothing, then I like that team. Uh, so Cincinnati at home. Some people are dumb. Yeah, really. Um, well, let me say, uh, Cincinnati, uh, yeah, they beat up on Navy. Uh, I disagree with you, though, and, I mean, you know, who's a bigger Memphis homer than me? Memphis is not above that. They're they're not even average this year. They I mean, I think the they're slightly year. below average for their conference this year. And uh, they, you know, have offense at times, but that Navy team is not good. And now Memphis has weather issues also. They can't play in the mm. rain, but uh, it was – Memphis is not that good, so I don't think they're a measuring stick – uh, this year for anything. Uh, I think Cincinnati has uh, basically the biggest challenge they've had is Temple, and they lost the game. I think uh, South Florida, yes, they took that whoop into Tulane, which bothers me a lot about this team. At the same time, I think they're better than that. I don't know exactly what went wrong. I didn't get to see the game, but I'm going to take South Florida in this game. They've given up 98 points to their last two AAC teams, Tulane and Cincinnati. Uh, sorry, Houston and Tulane. Oh wow! Now they're going to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. 
Well, hey, don't make me regret my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Who has only given up 14 points per game. Oh, man. Donna, you give up 98 points in two consecutive games to AAC teams. I don't care who they are. Uh, you don't have my vote of confidence. Right. I have to take an upset somewhere. That's the upset I'm taking. <laughs> I'm staying uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Speaking of upset, not bad. It's, don't be it's surprised if Tulsa beats Memphis this weekend either. So that would No, nice Lord, that. don't say that. I don't hey, think you I can just, consider just it for an the upset. Record, Mm-hmm. Just for the record, Arkansas State beat Tulsa, and so did Arkansas. So I don't, Uh-oh. don't, <laughs> yeah, don't let this regional little contest go bad right. for me. Cause, Common opponent, yeah. Yep. Well, well, we'll see. Hopefully not, but yeah. as long as it don't rain, it should be okay. Hopefully not. Hey, I'm already them. getting stuff. I'm already getting stuff about the the uh, Cure Bowl, a uh, possible Arkansas State Memphis matchup. I'm already getting crap about that. So, oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's the one common opponent they have. Do not let Tulsa <laughs> yeah. beat Memphis, please. Right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I hope not. Uh, but at the same, I don't think that. Actually, I think Memphis has this. The Houston game, I worry about for Memphis. I I, I really do. Uh, and. You know, uh, that will also would uh, finish Memphis if they win at Tulsa and uh, lose to Houston. That would be 4-4 four and four on the conference. It's not the year you were looking for. But uh, uh, I, I, the Houston one is the one I'm worried about, not not, tomo- not uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You got that one. Then, then our final game, we got the ACC matchup, Clemson at Boston College. This one's kind of intriguing because Boston College has been kind of – they've been on the rise. They're 7-2. and two. Clemson's been destroying everybody, but they're playing NBC, and BC's known to every now and then they'll pull something on somebody. I don't think it's going to be. I think Clemson handles their business, but I think in the first half they may give Clemson a little bit of scare if they start off a little slow. But I think Clemson gets this game. I mean, I'm pretty sure this would be a an easy win for them. I don't like Clemson's schedule. I'm surprised they were number two in the uh, playoff voting poll. Um, I think their schedule's been fairly weak. I think Boston College wins this by a field goal late. I will say that, uh, and that's an interesting pick, and I think it's an interesting game, uh, and it'll probably be one of the better games to watch. But I just always seem to remember, wasn't it Boston College that jumped out like 35 to nothing on a ranked team out of the ACC a couple of years ago and then still ended up losing the game? Yeah, I think that was later. Clemson that that happened. I think was that it was Clemson that, that they – it was yeah. so – I couldn't remember who the – I was thinking I it was Florida it, State though. for some reason. It could, but, uh, it could have been, yeah. Uh, uh, they, but somebody whoever, that was ranked. Or Miami, it was somebody that was ranked, and they right. jumped out to a huge lead. I saw them do this actually in basketball too once. Uh, they were up by like 50 and ended up losing the game. Uh, but that's that scares me about Boston College. Plus, I mean, Clemson – hung more points than Alabama did on Louisville. Now, Alabama took the foot off the gas a little bit, but uh, I just, you know, Clemson is good, man, and their defense is pretty good, so I, I got to take Clemson in this game. But it's interesting, and I wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's very competitive early. I just can't see Boston College putting together 60 whole minutes. Well, in two weeks ago, Boston College beat Louisville 38-20. to 20. So that gives you a, a common opponent. It's been with right. a few weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, yeah Clemson should. Well, all right. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. We appreciate it as always. Talk to you again next week. 
right, go Tigers, go. It's college basketball season. Can't wait. That's right. It's underway right now, as a matter of fact. I don't know if uh, Adam has a score for us. Yeah, yeah, well, I did have one. It, it blew, <laughs> the one screen I closed, the Tigers were up by like 10. It was five minutes left, and they were up by like 10. All right, there you like, go. Yeah, Tune so. over to 93.5 of them. You can hear the game. Right, right. They're, they're doing, they're taking care All of right. this. So. Thanks to Brandon Reed, Jeff Ireland, for Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya.